Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. So it's really so appropriate for us to lift our hearts and lift our eyes to the Lord and know that He is in control of everything. And yet that the Lord has put His church as the one to call upon His name to exercise the authority that's in His name over the nations and to ever to proclaim His glory and His authority in situations that are concerning for Him and for us. And uh, among the issues that we want to pray that the Lord put his hand on and give us guidance in some things, like Ukraine, for example, versus Russia, whatever is happening there. But Ukraine is far, it's right across from Russia, and it's quite far away, whereas Canada is happening right here across our borders. And uh, it's, there are some major things happening here that are unusual that have not happened in years. Canada was, has been our peaceful neighbor, a wonderful neighbor, and an ally, by the way, that they have been on the forefront of being our friends as our armed forces went, whether it was in the First World War, Second World War, or the Vietnam War. Uh, some of you may have seen a very famous movie way back, uh, I think in the 50s, 60s, called The Devil's Brigade. And it's uh, quite a large portion. It's made up mostly of uh, American and Canadian forces, and in fact, they compete, but they are friends, great allies together. It's a lot of fun to see them in action, but shows the great friendship we've had over the years. And we <laughs> look at what, especially what we have gone through over the last two years, and the way that the co whole COVID thing and uh, the precautions that the nations had to take with regards to this virus, and then the people who helped us go through this season uh, with, uh, especially the way we had plenty of food and supplies, and the key, they said, were the truckers that transported the goods between Canada and the United States and from our different uh, harbors but uh, they gave a lot of credit, Canadians. And so we took notice when, you know, about two and a half weeks ago or so, the Canadians gathered, um, began to got, got start gathering, and in fact ended up being in the thousands in uh, Ottawa, Canada, and in other key parts of Canada. And uh, to see them, and especially this time it's unique that there were a lot of uh, 
regular people who were reporters. And they had cameras. And this is unusual where we were not able to have this kind of ground level human. It was usually just an official reporter who had been trained in, in how to report. And often you don't know whether it was his policies, the government's policies, or the corporation's policies that he was enunciating, that it was quite a revelation to see uh, these uh, people who are just regular people reporting on the events that were happening. So they were demonstrating, and uh, the, but it stirred up some opposition from government bureaucracies, I believe. And uh, so they started threatening back, threatening the, the authorities. And uh, it disturbed their priorities, I believe. And so they made all kinds of accusations. Um, so I, I started this evening talking about I saw them yesterday especially have a Jericho march concerning consisting of thousands of Canadians uh, and made up a lot of, lot of believers but regular people also, uh, unbelievers also and uh, they march around the the parliament building blowing shofars and shouting and crying and singing songs to the Lord and then there was a government reaction to uh, threatening to shut down the bank accounts of people who were participating. And these, you, I mean, these are thousands of people you're talking about. And many of them, it touches your heart when they're told their stories of multiple thousands of nurses getting fired because they didn't want to get uh, the COVID vaccine. They had their reservations and uh, doctors even, and truckers were among the people, but the law was coming, and in fact, there is some of it here already where they could not do their business anymore and, and take goods back and forth across their nation and even this nation. Uh, so they were deeply concerned that they would, know they would have to lose their way of making a living so they were demonstrating, saying, enough, we've had two years of these mandates and two years where you're forcing us to get these shots and we have had enough. And that has been, in some ways, the reaction for a majority of people in Canada, and I believe quite a number of people in the United States have said, we have had enough of this, of masking children, going to, having to school, all schools that even the parents, if they go in ever, have to wear a mask and all kinds of stuff that they are teaching in, in our nation, things to the children like the critical race theory, etc., where the parents were coming up to the Board of Education and saying, we've had enough of this. So um, one of the things that uh, really touched my heart um, is that it, I think it was enunciated yesterday that was made public that they even they were going to arrest 
these people who have been gathered in the thousands. It's really hard to believe, but the truckers who are just simply, they're really very peaceful, usually just singing songs of uh, Oh Canada and uh, patriotic songs or song, Christian songs. And, uh, but the government threatened to shut down and take possession pretty much, but shut down their bank accounts, everybody's that they could, and shut down their insurance. Uh, and even this really got me, that if you're arrested, and they were threatening to arrest thousands, that they would take possession of their pets, and after eight days, euthanize their dogs and cats. I mean, can you imagine someone coming, and how many of you have pets, by the way, or have had pets? How many of you love your pet? I mean, you can try to threaten me, but don't you try to hurt my dog? And they literally said they would euthanize the pets. Um, so anyway, um, the, just a few hours ago, they made this um, public. I didn't know about this until just a few hours, just a couple of hours ago, that they, they made public this, uh, uh, that many of the Canadian clergy has come together and uh, written a letter to the government, and especially the prime minister over there, named Trudeau. Uh, it says, the Canadian clergy slammed Trudeau for invoking Emergencies Act and other tyrannical actions. It's, it's something to read uh, the expression because it gives you an idea. It says, a, a group of Canadian clergy sent an open letter to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau earlier this week, chastising him for invoking the Emergencies Act to suppress the Freedom Convoy and for other actions they call tyrannical. We write to you as pastors, representative of Christian congregations across the country, and as law-abiding law citizens who uphold the God-defined role of civil government and abide by the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms the highest law in our country, which recognizes the supremacy of God over all human legislation. The, the letter reads, uh, goes on explaining their repeated and earnest attempts to prayerfully redress their grievances at all levels of government regarding the indefinite suspension of civil liberties, coercive mandates, and perpetual state interference in the life liberty and worship of church. The pastors denounced Trudeau for suppressing the freedom convoy instead of listening to them. They pointed out that the clergy are part of the convoy. So this part I didn't know, but there were a lot of members of the clergy that were participating in this, and that and they are truck drivers. How about that? Ottawa police moved a line and started arresting protesters today the Ottawa protest provided the government with a great opportunity to meet and speak to ordinary Canadians legally and peacefully. 
demanding the restoration of their constitutional rights. However, in response to their singing, praying, dancing, bouncy castles, speeches on the Constitution, and outpourings of patriotic love for the country, your government not only refused to meet with these citizens to hear their concerns, you insulted, belittled, and lied about them, further dividing a hurt and broken nation. So the pastors chastised Trudeau and his government for apparently believing they had the power to grant and take away basic rights at will. This is part of uh, what is happening there. And uh, it's going on tonight and the coming days. And I pray that the Lord will intervene and give supernatural deliverance. And when you hear the testimonies of truckers, it, it really humbles you to see these are simple people and they're asking for their basic rights that we have here too. And it'll give you a little bit of a pause to be thankful for the further rights that we have, uh, how we can gather and some of the freedoms that are in our constitution. Uh, I believe that the Canadian constitution, quite a bit of it comes from Great Britain, which is quite good, but there are further freedoms that we have, I believe, that really give us an extra level of grace. But in any way, the what's happening, and it'll, it'll, it's happening behind the scenes that we feel right now, and it could happen to us. So just think that momentarily if someone that would say that all your savings are now taken uh, uh, in possession of the government or that your bank account has been now um, taken over by other authorities and that you cannot legally use your money anymore or that your, all your insurance has been canceled that it would start making you, waking you up that I am thankful, Lord, for every bit of freedom we have and that I don't want to take it for granted um, and that we, as often as we can, we want to gather together, meet united in our worship, in our praise, in our thanks, in our reading of the Bible, in our taking communion, not become isolated. One of the things that they did was they found ways to isolate them. And uh, starting today, I believe there were 100 different uh, official blocks uh, or whatever you call it, where you st stop traffic coming into the city, the capital city. So people couldn't join them, and they were being routed other places. So it's, and this is for Canada and for Ottawa, it is very, very unusual. And for them to act this way, it makes us, wakes us up even more, and say, Lord, help us to stay free, help us to stay united, help us
to be strong in the Lord and strong together. Um, so, the, as they, as they were yesterday, as I was watching them do the Jericho march, I, I was fascinated by that, that they chose to indicate how they were going to conduct themselves by saying, we're going to do the thousands gathered. They did a Jericho march around Parliament. So I thought it would be interesting for us to, many of them, they would say, and what is this Jericho march? We don't know. Uh, some said, I think it was Prophet Daniel who did the Jericho march or something. And I thought it might be beneficial for us to take a moment to look at the scripture. And uh, I'm going to get my, the scripture here. That it says in... Uh, I got to find my. Here it is in Joshua chapter 6. If you want to look at it for a few moments with me. Joshua, the book of Joshua. Jericho March, by the way, is in the book of Joshua. So that's, don't tell others, the Jericho March is in the prophet Daniel led it or something like that. <laughs> there were so many who had no idea what they were doing, but they were just wanting to let people know they believe in God and they believe in freedom. Freedom was a common word, by the way, as you saw in all the hundreds of trucks and the signs on these trucks was freedom, freedom. If there's a one common shout, it's freedom. And I'm, and the freedom, freedom to worship, freedom to follow the Lord, according to how he leads us, not how a government force tells us how we behave. It's the Lord and his Bible that leads us. So that is one of the guiding principles here. Uh, it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And uh, that is something that happened happened in the Canadian capital in some ways that the marchers came and parked their trucks in the hundreds at strategic places. And for the first few days, they honked the horns to say, we are crying for freedom. And it was their way uh, of blowing the shofar. Did you have? Yeah, I, I I just want to make a personal comment of watching this whole thing unfold. When the, the thing that Trudeau did is he told them to get off the bridges and the other blockades and come to Parliament Hill, and they did it. But that was part of a plot because what they intended to do, which is what they've done, is kettle them by literally concentrate them in that space, then surround them with government authorities and they had four separate um, departments of law enforcement and security forces and all of that 
uh, ready to go by the hundreds. And so unfortunately, these guys with a pure heart actually believed that there was gonna be a dialogue and they moved all of their resources there. But it was an evil plot from Trudeau and his government to concentrate them in order to surround them in order to enact these unfolding things that they're doing. So I was able to, this was on there on visual coverage. I, I, I saw it right there that they had, I mean, massive numbers of police and, and they're dressed in their mask. I mean, it doesn't look good. Uh, and with that, they came with giant hammers and were breaking down some of these trucks and especially this one trailer that had someone was inside that and they broke down the doors. They were all the police were in the masks and, and dragged this man out, arrested him. And uh, you say, gosh, this is happening in Canada? A further comment. Our administration, Joe Biden, specifically Mayorkas, who is supposedly the guy that's saying everything is fine at the southern border, and Buttigieg, that has been uh, accused of not being able to even fix the potholes in uh, the small city that he formerly was the mayor of. They were the spokespersons for this administration that called up Trudeau and told him that our encouragement as a nation, as a government, was for him to utilize all federal force against these people, against the protesters, to mobilize, and I quote, all federal powers. And it was within a few hours that Trudeau made his announcement. And they have the names uh, of most all these people. It's amazing how fast uh, this and information is working. Let us not and forget the confiscation, confiscating and closing of bank accounts. And what this is, what it has actually come to, and I, I do, I, for me, we've been watching this unfold through the COVID emergencies in Canada, but the church literally are the people who started to react because of the inequalities of who could do what, and specifically some of the first public arrests were pastors who were still congregating together. And whatever you think about it, what it has come down to is little by little, the, the federal powers have encroached to a point of demanding that they have authority over your human body. And that's where we have come to a deep crisis concerning the sovereignty of God and human freedom. And that's actually what this is about because 90% of the people in Canada have already been vaccinated, but they're using federal powers to go after the ones who have been had a reservation about being injected with something that is decidedly more and more still considered uh, experimental. And you may have noticed that Francis Collins, who was the head of the NIH through this entire emergency, just retired. And after he stepped down from head of the NIH, he came out with a public statement in an interview saying the vaccines cause heart damage. And that man claims himself to be a Christian. My ire is so up. He has this, you know, 
testimony about this and that and something else, but I'm telling you, saints, it is time for us to do what the Bible says in Psalm 149. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker and the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Praise his name with the dance. Sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people, and he will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory and sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in, in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their rulers with chains and their princes with fetters of iron and execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. And I believe with all my heart that it is time for us to get specific and serious about what we believe and who actually is in charge. And... It, the rubber is hitting the road. Jesus told his disciples at a certain point when he was actually speaking to them about the time that would come and about laying down their lives, being willing to lay down their lives for the gospel, he used a couple of very interesting uh, references to the sacrificial system in Leviticus. And he said, every sacrifice will be salted with fire. And every offering will have salt. But if the salt loses its savor, it's good for nothing. And we are obviously in the nations. It's finally come home to America. We have never been the overt bullseye of government overreach and persecution as the church. But now we are. And interestingly enough, the division in the church is much like the resistance from the Pharisees and scribes. Not all the Pharisees were bad guys. But the resistance from the lawyers and the religious rulers who did not receive Jesus as Lord, did not recognize him, refused, were determined to kill him. And that, mind you, is the same company of people out of which the church sprang. So this is what we are seeing more and more. It's becoming clear. It's vital that people be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's vital that we have the word of God as our compass in this time in order to discern what the Lord is saying and therefore what we do, how we respond. And let me just remind us, we had these things occur in our capital on January 6th. And no Christian in America should forget every day that there are at least 100 persons who have been incarcerated for a year without any charges and without any legal representation. This is very serious. And it's dire. And it's not just about our Constitution. It's for the church understanding the biblical revelation of God who is sovereign and free and how he has created human beings in his image to 
depend on him for their sovereignty and understand their sovereignty that way. And one of the things you have control over that no person has authority over is your body. And that's what this is about. So it's good for us to get clarity. But I have radically clarified and shifted my prayer and my proclamation concerning American leadership and governance, elected and bureaucratic on every level. It applies to kings and princes. That's the two categories. And where uh, Paul said to Timothy, the first thing, say first thing, the first thing, first of all, to the church to pray for kings and all in authority. And I want to tell you, it isn't, dear God, bless Joe Biden. No, there needs to be a binding. And, and it, it is extending wider and wider, and the church needs to get on its feet and then get on its face and enter that place where we're clear and we go for this with the two-edged sword in our hand and the high praise of God in our mouth to bind the kings in chains of iron and the princes, the bureaucrats, in fetters. And the key, one of the major keys I feel still emphasizing is that the Lord's uh, be united as much as possible. Do not, we do not allow ourselves to get isolated. And that's part of the strategy that has been happening and we see behind the scenes. And certain things that it's like it's so hidden, and then when it's time, it seems to emerge. Um, the way they had planned on attacking these truckers and how to shut down the protest they had been planning for days. And I was part of, I was following some of the people who were just taking walks in this area and, and interviewing these people, one of the things I noted, say a lot of them had pets and they had dogs and they would notice these beautiful dogs. And say, what a wonderful dog. And I, I just, I, I love dogs and, and it was so good to see. And then for us to hear last night that the government is threatened to not only arrest these people, but take their pets. That was the thing that, so, and euthanize them. Yes, they used the word euthanize uh, and kill them. And uh, that's if other things don't wake you up, that wake, we should wake you up. But let me read the scripture from Jericho, the Jericho Mark Joshua chapter six. Now Jericho was securely shut up and we will learn some things that, that the Lord says, and in each of our lives, this is, of course, we are meeting some major obstacles corporately. For example, these mandates that thousands of our fellow citizens, Americans, Canadians, that have been threatened, if they don't take the shot, they will be fired. Doesn't matter how many years of faithful nursing that I heard testimonies from nurses who had been faithfully serving for 25 years or more, and doctors who had served, but if they, if they won't take the shot, 
And it's and the strange thing we have if you follow some sports like soccer, for example, you find that strangely enough, young men have been collapsing and dying of heart attacks, which is very unusual because you have to be in very good shape to be a soccer player full time. And uh, this thing happening to young men, it gives, makes you at least suspicious. And, but you better not say it too publicly. So here, the Lord is getting involved in Jericho and the challenges that children of Israel face. And whatever, I want to apply it to all aspects of our lives, whatever obstacles that you are meeting personally in your life, in your family's life, that this is a word to us to draw our attention to God. And it says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand. That's amazing. That is encouraging us. God wants to give us this word to encourage your faith and my faith. I've, I've given you this. I've given you into your hand its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men at war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets. Now he gives us the strategy. And it's God's strategy, not man-made. And it's good for us to learn that above all, our focus has first been defined by the Lord. And uh, it's fascinating what's happening today and how we can learn from the lessons of the children of Israel. What is your Jer Jericho today? Uh, the personal and the corporate. We are going to, for example, our some of our corporate one would be, and we have fasted and prayed during this 40-day fast we had that we fasted about inflation, about violence in the cities, about addictions. You know, multiple thousands of young people are being taken by addictions and dying of them. Our school systems, our children, and we'll, uh, we have put that as our major prayer focus for this week is children and how they have been harmed uh, so many studies that show that children, especially those very young, five, six years old, having to wear all day long masks, it does something to them. It damages them. It puts them in depression. They're used to looking instinctively at people's faces. And something happens to them and uh, that makes them depressed, makes them feel like not studying, uh, makes them very confused and anxious. Anyway, these are some of the things that we are confronting. And here it says God gives us a strategy. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of, of ram's horns. So these are the 
this is the deer horn, the other one, but it's 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 made from the deer's structure. It's not manufactured. Uh, I like the shofar. This there is the ram's horns too, of course, and seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Uh, then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, which, is, which basically is the presence of the Lord, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns uh, before the Ark of the Lord. And here you find they have to march for six days, keeping quiet. And that required faith and discipline. And then on the seventh day, seven times, they would give a big shout and uh, realize that the Lord in all of this is the one who is giving us and will give us the victory here. And there are several issues here in our nation that we fasted for. In all of this, we want to declare the battle is the Lord's. Say the battle is the Lord's. And God is actively involved with us. That's something that we need to bear in mind, that we are not alone. When I saw the, the crowds in Canada and Ottawa, and then suddenly the, this morning, even, as the police force, it almost seemed, seemed like the, the Hitler's secret police. It was so weird in the way they were dressed. They marched forward. Uh, it would strike, you know, it, it makes you shudder that these, some of these things are still active. And uh, the Lord, part of the plan here in these coming days, exercising faith, obeying God's command. And that was one of the things that people observed about these people in Canada uh, was how kind they were. And I saw that over the hours that I watched them, how they were kind, gracious and loving and helping each other, giving food as often as they could and offerings. And I was surprised how when they raised the offering for the truckers, how many millions were raised by people all over, the, not only Canada, but the United States. Um, God says, be quiet until I tell you to shout and then give a big shout. And today, part of the strategy I feel like is listen to God's direction and his strategy that we hear, we can't emphasize enough, but we need, we are the church of Jesus Christ. We come together as often as we can. We worship, we give not alone, 
as often as we can. Of course, it's wonderful if you can do it when you're alone also. But sing to the Lord. Worship. Water baptism. Bible study. The Word of God. All of these are some of the basic truths that we're going to stay, stick close to. Um, and uh, the march on the surface appeared kind of simple. But God had something up his sleeve. He was doing something. You know, it's something, some, some of the instructions of the Lord we may not understand fully. But yet we obey and do it. Elijah instructed Naaman, the leper general, um, if you want to heal, go dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River. It made no sense to that general. See, how silly. I thought you would do certain things, give me medicines, whatever. Instead, you just tell me to dip myself in seven times in the Jordan River. And yet, as he did so, he got healed. Um, so obedience, cooperation, discipline. And, uh, and then it says, on the seventh day, they, you shall march around and the priest shall blow the trumpets, shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people will shout with a great shout. And I think that's in a few moments. Um, if you have, anyone has a special prayer, we will be praying. But I think it says here in the word, seven priests with seven shofars marching around before the ark of the Lord. And uh, there is the... Another time, by the way, that the trumpet blast is blown and a shout is given is in 1 Thessalonians 4.16. You read, God himself will descend with a shout and a blast of a trumpet and the dead shall arise. So this in a different form is repeated, also repeated in the book of Revelations. So, and as they go up, by the way, you, as you read the whole chapter, the, of course, the city is defeated because they have obeyed the word of the Lord and listened to the instructions. That as the enemy is defeated, the general Joshua says, you make sure that the city will never be able to rise up except make sure that Rahab who was a friend of ours that she and her family are rescued and they are not touched in any way but they are blessed so this is and then by the way this is something that I want to think about but one of the things that Joshua does the conclusion of this that he curses that city and anyone who would rebuild it will be under a curse and I wonder uh, I'm open to instruction but maybe we'll leave it to the Lord 
who would be cursed. But I, when I saw the, those police breaking that truck, uh, that trailer, and arresting these innocent men, I felt like some part of me was rising up saying, I'm thinking of what kind of curse I can put you on, on guys. Uh, but, but you have authority. Say, I have authority. And so, and that God wants to give us the strongholds, wants to personally give you victory, but also at this time, give us victory over all these powers of the enemy that are rising up. Uh, we pray tonight for the truckers. We pray tonight for Canada. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.